Welcome to another great podcast session. I'm Satavisa. Today we have with us Yashoraj Tyagi, CTO of Cashing. Hello Yashoraj, welcome to Analytics Insight. It's great to have you here. Uh great to be on Analytics Insight. Thanks for having me here. Uh please uh, brief us a little about Cashing and its missions and objectives. Uh thanks thanks for the question. Again thanks for the welcome here. Uh So so Cashy uh, is uh, you know originally started as a lending fintech uh, back in 2016 uh, we are one of the largest in class uh, uh, short term to medium term uh, fintech lending companies today uh, with a fully owned nbfc backing us which is also a systematically important nbfc um, as classified according to the regulatory norms um over the last 5 years we have concentrated on the mission of democratizing credit for young salaried millennials in tier 1 and tier 2 cities by kind of using uh, you know proprietary and patented uh, you know self developed ai models uh, which allow us to kind of underwrite customers who might be traditionally not serviced by the usual banks right and there are a lot of customers out there if, who are at the bottom of the pyramid or even regular customers who are not able to kind of get credit cards get loans from a bank or, or are not able to get the kind of their all the credit needs fulfilled by the traditional banks because of a range of reasons primarily because the fact that they might not even have a credit score they might have a subprime or a near prime credit score and they do not get service by a bank so we have been largely able to kind of make a big headway into this problem uh, by pushing the envelope on technology creating these solutions that allows us to underwrite to these customers um, and 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 over time we have kind of acquired a customer base of more than uh, you know uh, 10 million uh, active customers and 7 17 million plus registrations again being the largest in class so so that's what we are and now we have kind of transitioned into a credit led uh, full full stack financial services platform wherein we are uh, able to cater to the insurance investment needs of our customer base as well while also cross be, being able to kind of sell them uh, options like a credit limit as well as making them do buy, buy now pay later transactions at their favorite merchants uh, things like amazon and flipkart as well uh, who have come on board to offer very attractive value propositions to our customers so we view ourselves as a credit led financial full stack financial services platform right now thank you that's great to hear i'm a little interested about uh, what is your biggest usp that differentiates this company from the competitors um so see there are a bunch of them actually one of them uh, obviously uh, happens to be our technology because uh, you know technology i believe uh, has been and, and continues to be our moat uh, the idea that we have a credit scoring engine um, that is completely alternative to the traditional means of underwriting customers basis the bureau Uh, and being able to use that to give out uh, credit to customers not serviced by banks ha- happens to be a very very major usp that we have uh, secondly we are a fully owned nbfc by ourselves we are not a platform uh, but we kind of underwrite customers by ourselves giving us a lot of flexibility and agility in about who to underwrite and how to underwrite um and last but not the least is definitely now our customer base as well because having access to the largest in class customer base that exists in the ecosystem uh you know we are able to uh, uh you know kind of derive insights that help us kind of uh, you know service and uh, the customers according to the latest trends that are there out there whether it be uh, you know buy now pay later whether it be in short tech whether it be investments we have been able to make all forays into all of that to satisfy the end to end needs of our customer base amazing that's great to know and i would like to know about uh, the services that you provide to your customers if you can give me a brief uh, framework 
So as I mentioned, you know, services are broadly divided into three or four categories. Uh, personal loans happens to be the bread and butter of our business. Uh, we have been doing that for uh, close to six years now. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, lent to a massive chunk of uh, India's millennial uh, population over, over these years. And then we have expanded to the credit uh, line slash credit limit segment uh, around a year and a half back. Uh, you know, which basically is an umbrella product that we give to the customers, which can be used for to draw down a personal loan any time over the next one year on tap. So that kind of solves instant credit needs of customers. We also are pretty big on BNPL, having tied up with some of the largest merchants uh, that you hear the names of today, offering plans at zero cost interest as well, uh, you know, um, uh, to the customers if they want to do a pay later transaction at these merchants. Uh, we are, uh, uh, you know, we are, we have, we have recently forayed into the insurance category as well uh, by kind of offering, uh, you know, not just offering bundled insurance, which has been there for a while, uh, which allows customers to secure the loans in case, case of a salary loss. But more than that, we have been able to offer plans like group, group health plans and accident uh, cover plans so that, uh, uh, you know, these the needs of the customers regarding these plans are also fulfilled essentially. Um, we plan to very, uh, very, very soon get, get into the uh, investments um, uh, space as well, uh, wherein wherein we would offer customers, um, you know, avenues wherein they can also invest their parked capital and uh, with micro-sized investments. And, and that will also definitely create, um, you know, a, a full stack financial services platform, as I was mentioning earlier. Thank you for explaining it so well. Um, you guys are doing a great job. Now, could you please highlight your company's recent innovations in the AI and ML space? Um, yeah, so so AI and ML continues to be a backbone of what we do. Um, you know, uh, as I mentioned, that a proprietary scoring engine called the SLQ has been there uh, for a while um, at the forefront of what we do and has been continuously used to, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, evolve our strategy and the model itself has evolved over time. But more than that, we use AI and ML in all aspects of what we do, whether it is marketing and lead generation, we would use AI and ML to figure out what is the propensity of customers to kind of take credit from us and then hence to targeted ads, to targeted marketing on them. We would do uh, AI and ML to kind of do, you know, kind of allocation of even human resource in who gets to work on these customers once they come into the funnel uh, basis, like, you know, the, uh, the lifetime value that we can generate, provided that, you know, we spend uh, you know, kind of human resource on on actually working on a customer. We use AI and ML uh, in terms of collections as well to basically be able to figure out early warning indicators um, and the propensity of customers to not pay us back, right? And and um, uh, you know, kind of when you have a foray of uh, of, uh, of of options that customers can choose, having recommender systems becomes very important. So that's a that's a, that's where we have a lot of push coming in right now. That how can we basically make sure that the cashier experience is completely unique for every customer by hyper-personalizing, um, you know, uh, what the customer gets to see and feel on the platform in terms of exactly what their preferences are and, and essentially recommend the right kind of products for them. So this is basically, you know, if I have to highlight a few points, how what I would talk about uh, in terms of our AI and ML. That's amazing. Uh, now, please give me your opinion about how the C-suit ex executives are leveraging data to deliver business value to their organizations. Yeah, so thanks. That's a great question, actually. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's a data-driven company. Uh, we are not big on, uh, you know, uh, people operations that we want to keep the team very lean. We want to make sure that 
you know, with a very limited set of people with just one office, uh, you know, that we have, how can we actually scale up the business to the heights that we're looking at? And uh, whenever you have something like that happening, you like, you know, uh, automated decisioning, data driven decisioning becomes very, very important and takes the uh, forefront of everything. So, so to be honest, the way we kind of work out in terms of decisioning strategy, in terms of uh, executive leadership is that, you know, none of the decisions that we have taken or will take or, or, or are taking right now are, are in a way that are, would be ad hoc or subjective in nature. They're all backed by data, not just in terms of what has been happening regarding a particular context that we might want to decide on, but also equally as important would be that what could be the possible impact in fact of deciding, you know, on strategy A or B or C. And basis that only we'll kind of go ahead and, you know, uh, take a decision. So, so data and data driven decisioning is is extremely extremely crucial uh, in terms of in terms of what we are uh, what we are trying to do over here and and that's how it, how how i'd put it thanks for exp- explaining it so well um, now I, I would like to know your point of view on the current scenario of the big data analytics and what is its future so see i mean like big data analytics uh, you know uh, is is you know is is obviously you know to say the least a buzzword around uh in 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 the industry but you know i mean like there's no denying the fact that if 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 the strategy is if your big if any company's big data strategy is executed well upon and has a long-term component to it uh you know there, that there is there is significant amount of value add that any company can derive from kind of doing it you know real-time analytics on the big data solutions now uh, uh, with both of these things being there uh you know what what both of these and by both of these things, I imply that you know you have a solid AI and ML practice as you have a real time and also having a real time analytics monitoring engine. Uh, with both of these, when you marry them together and and kind of put them in production, uh, any organization has the capability to actually have a system that is uh, you know lean mean fighting machine in terms of kind of delivering the right kind of value to a customer by recommending them the right kind of products, being able to evaluate your customers very well as well as to actually streamline and make your internal operations very effective and efficient, uh, you know by kind of weeding out uh, you know inefficiencies in your process, um, and 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 that is why I think that the big data analytics market, the big data analytics acceptance is only going to grow over time. Um, there have obviously been uh, questions early and doubts early on the explainability of AI uh, of AI being a black box, which I think are also being slowly uh, kind of weaned out because of larger acceptance in the ecosystem, as well as uh, because of the arrival of technology methods that allow us to, allow us to explain these so-called black black box models to a certain extent. So, so I do believe that. Um, in the next five to six years, we'll see a lot of penetration of big data analytics in industries where it was earlier uh, not as prevalent. Uh, we will see almost two xing of uh, you know kind of companies that view uh, big data analytics as mission critical to themselves, right? And uh, and and yeah, I mean like I I do think that if if any organization today does not, which is also consumer facing, does not have an analytics strategy as one of the core things that they would do, then there's probably something wrong about their way of working. In fact, you know, that's it's become as as critical right now. That's really great to hear. Lastly, I want to ask you, how do you see the company and the industry in the future ahead? Um, so if, if you talk about fintech as an industry, uh, you know, it's it's I, I, I don't even think that we are getting st- we have even we have we don't we have not even gotten started yet. Like there's there is there has been an, a tremendous boom over the last three to four years. But I think that's just the 
tip of the iceberg we are yet to see an enormous enormous amount of uh, kind of value getting created over here because of larger not just larger mobile penetration and internet penetration but more so because of larger acceptance among customers as well right uh, things like covid uh, demonetization uh, you know as uh, as well as a lot of digital initiatives taken by the government have have really really acted as a catalyst to make customers move to availing digital financial services uh, right and 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 a lot of fintechs have come up in this segment serving different areas whether it be wealth tech insure tech remittances and obviously lending as we do that that have catered to these kind of needs coming up so so i uh, i do see that fintech is 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 probably uh, would be a very very mainstream thing in the startup ecosystem in the next 2 to 3 years you'll see a huge number of more companies being built out a lot of uh, great successes happening in the existing companies that are there in the ecosystem um and as far as you talk about us we do see that uh, you know having seen this entire customer journey from 2016 till now as well as the ecosystem the ecosystem evolved for example there was no not even upi when we started back in 2016 right and upi is now the most dominant method of people in terms of making payments so so the ecosystem has evolved a lot and along with that we have also evolved a lot and i do think that we are now uh, uniquely poised to be the uh, you know neo banking uh, and full stack financial services partner of choice for our customer base uh simply because of the fact that not just that we are doing credit and fulfilling the credit needs but we are actually using the credit as an entry gate we are able to kind of solve for multiple customer uh needs like you know uh, getting limits to being able to do pay later being able to buy insurance being able to do wealth management right uh, on on the same platform itself and that is a big value add for any customer uh, if you look at it from that perspective so that's how we do see it we 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 do see ourselves as a very ubiquitous uh, full stack financial services platform uh, offering and catering to all the needs of a customer that that they might have um, in the in the in the medium term for us as a goal that's really awesome Thank you so much Yashuraj for joining us today at Analytics Insight. Wish you the very best for the future of Cashy. Thank you. Thanks a lot for this uh, podcast. Uh, you know, it was great interacting with you.